one of the things we're very proud of that we can hang our hats on. I mean, you gotta love Chiswick. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Wine Milbank Podcast Network from Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. Today on the show, I have a, a, a new acquaintance of mine from South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Nathan Hofer is here. He is the Outreach and Experience Manager for South Dakota Public Broadcasting. And they are working on telling stories about South Dakota. And Milbank is on the list as a community that they want to talk about. So we're excited to have him in the studio. Our email address, whymillink at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, whymillink.com uh, is our website. You want to find all the shows that come out of the studio. If you want to help support the show, go to whymillbank.com, click on the podcast button, and there's a donate option there. Everything that you donate goes to help make this show better and keep it on the air as we continue to tell stories and have conversations with people around the world about why they do what they do. Let's get right into this conversation with Nathan. Thanks so much for listening. All right, we met, you and I, uh, over the interwebs. The interhighway, <laughs> as some say. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago. Um, how did you get? How did you find my information? Yeah, well, you got uh, you got hit up in a in a Facebook post I made about people who were connected with um, either living in or had lived in Millbank um, as we are working on a, a project connected to Dakota Life with South Dakota Public Broadcasting, and so you came up twice as a person and as VPD Studio, which I did not know were initially connected, but I found out very quickly that that was <laughs> one and the same, and that had I mean. There was no connection with the podcast network at that point. Like you, you didn't know that was part of this deal either, correct? Well, no, I didn't. I also got. I should have clarified. I also got the Why Millbank podcast hit up with that. So I think you came up in the chat three times uh, separately. But you know, as 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 Craig, as Why Millbank, as VPD Studio. So I was like, well, obviously, <laughs> it turns out they're all one and the same. So this seems to make a lot of sense. <laughs> so, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's one and the same, but hey. Well, it wasn't from one person who right. said like, "Hey, you should check out this, then this, and this." It was like three different people saying, "Oh, VPD Studio." That's awesome. or, so hey, you're you're making waves. That's good. Now, why were you even reaching out for people connected to Millink? Oh, what, on, what is that? Yeah, we are. And one of the things you say we we you are, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Okay. We no, I just have a plural. Uh, I always refer to myself in the third person past tense or something. I, and the Pope does that too. Oh, yeah. No. But that's that, probably not the, not the same <laughs> okay. thing. No, not the same thing. No. We, <laughs> South Dakota Public Broadcasting, mm -hmm. uh, we have a show that we do every year. Uh, every season we have nine episodes we run. It's called Dakota Life. And we uh, essentially go around the state and tell the stories of these communities throughout our state. Usually smaller communities. Um, for instance, last year, uh, I grew up in Freeman, South Dakota, and Freeman was featured. And I was like, oh, look. Is that like Chislet Capital of the World? Uh, you know, that's, that's what we say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's some contention about that, but uh, we, we don't have time to dive into Chislet too much. Although I'm always happy to eat it, at least. But uh, so, what, what, Why is it important to that community? We, uh, you know, when you, when you, there's just a, another town there that I, that we were, we're unsure of the origins of where Chislik began. So mm. Freeman claims it was there. 
uh, Parker claims it was there. I would think it started in Freeman, but Parker made it popular. So oh, it's fine. All yeah. right. We're we're a small town. You don't have a, we don't have a ton to have. We have one of the things we're very proud of that we can hang our hats on. I mean, you gotta love Chislick. Well, you don't have to, but I do. What is it? <laughs> it's a uh, cubed meat that's usually fried or grilled, and traditionally, this is where you have the. Uh, I have some friends who I I work with and talk with, and Freeman especially. They uh, Chislick is originally supposed to be like lamb meat, uh, and other mm. people will make it with with beef or other things and, and that's where you oh, get so it's into fake the it's counterfeit yeah that well i'm not saying that <laughs> but i'm not not saying that we'll just we'll just leave hate the mail. debate send all hate mail to uh, nathan uh, <laughs> i once again i'm not <laughs> not saying that wait <laughs> right so you are perfect good um but, so, so it's like deep fried meat yeah or or grilled like i said you know we we often do it on the grill that's which well, one's better i mean Deep fried is not as good for you, but it tastes that's great. That's not the question, though. You know, I I like the uh I like the grilled one, but that's because I can make it easier. I don't have a fryer, mm. so I can always make just like on the grill. But when I go to the fair, the Turner County Fair in Parker, pick it up out of the grease. You, you know it. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. I I will have to try it someday. Oh uh, well, it's a uh, it's an experience. I don't want to build it up too high, but I. Uh, we're, <laughs> Why everyone else does from Freeman? <laughs> so, see, I figure everyone else is doing it for me. I don't have to then. Nice. Um, but yeah, so anyways, like we, we come into these communities, we tell these stories, uh, and we have really discovered, especially post-COVID, uh, just this real desire to really connect in some different ways with these communities because mm-hmm. we might not, uh, you know, we might not actively connect with Freeman or with uh, Mobridge or whatever, mm-hmm. but through Dakota Life, we have this just access point that we are featuring these communities on Dakota Life. And so now, in conjunction with that, we're coming to these communities and learning about what makes them special, what what makes people love their town. And Millbank is one of our featured communities this year. So uh, scheduled to, to air this fall. Uh, still you know, getting all those things. We haven't shot any footage yet because we're going to try to come here to Millbank, learn about what makes it special, give ourselves some good community connections, learn more about what this makes this community tick and then we'll come back and we'll do some some filming do some stand-ups things like that but um yeah that's how we got connected because i wanted to know what makes millbank tick and then there's apparently this why millbank podcast and that seems to fit yeah it it really when we talked the first time it was very it was weird it's like i was talking to myself you know from seven six seven years ago yeah if only i could grow that beard <laughs> if only someday well you too it's been no shave november for about seven years for me so we're <laughs> we'll just stall out where we're at i think yeah <clears throat> but yeah we started this thing 2013 14 was really when the, the concept of it began mm-hmm. and then it, it really turned into i mean it's morphed a couple times but the primary function of what the whymillblink.com was, was to really begin to document the stories of our community and what that is. Um, and there, I mean, there's a million of them that we haven't told yet. Um, but with podcasts now, I mean, that is, podcasts are the new, I, I was talking to our local Kiwanis Club a couple of years ago, just kind of explaining what we're doing. Because, you know, we're looking at trying to get some, uh, in the words of NPR, underwriting 
I mean, it's advertising, but underwriting, let's call mm-hmm, it something else, mm-hmm. um, w- without strings. Because, you know, the big the big purpose of this studio and the podcast network is really to uh, to give people a platform to converse about stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the idea is conversation, storytelling, um, figuring out what makes people tick. And, you know, some, some would say um, that should be benign most of the time. Um, but there's the occasional topic that comes up that might be difficult, but you we need to have that option to talk through some difficult scenarios. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, our, our belief here in the network is that that's how we work through tough things. That's what freedom of speech is. It's the ability and the, the freedom to talk through tough things, mm-hmm. you know, and have conversations that might be uncomfortable, but to do it in a way that's nice and that doesn't hate people, doesn't vilify another point of view, but that actually has the, uh, um, the ability to, to work through problems. And I, um, there's, we had an incident with YouTube in the last month <clears throat> where they uh, pulled on one of our conversations because it went into a topic that they claimed was uh, a breach of their uh, community standards. And uh, it was supposedly about because we were we had a conversation um, talking about all things uh, pandemic related. And that apparently is unacceptable to them. And, and, and so from my perspective, it makes me not want to go down that platform anymore because that's that that's against the concept. Because how can we work through a problem if we can't talk about it? Mm hmm. And may, maybe we'll come to a conclusion that we didn't think about. And that's the whole point. So in all of this, with the, the financial support that we're looking for, um, it, it, it needs to come from people that understand that, you know, that, that aren't going to come in and say, well, we'll help, but that's not the point. The point is giving people and, you know, we, we've, this studio is offered up to the, our school district as a resource and our local 4-H club. They're putting together a couple options that they want to create a little a little podcast stream of their own, which I think is wonderful because it brings those kids in. They're going to be in charge of it. They're going to learn how to engineer. They're going to learn how to um, plan and produce interview shows. And, and we were talking, and they're thinking, well, we'll talk to each other about why we like 4-H. Well, that's perfect. And then once you're done, what are you going to do? You know, what's next? Mm-hmm. And so then I was throwing ideas. You know, what about... Uh, the president of SDSU because they're they're technically a part of the SDSU extension. Well, is that an option? Well, maybe. Let's think about it. Okay. So then now their brain is just going crazy because they are thinking much bigger than they were originally, and that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is the new golden age of radio, and I I do think um it's the future. I mean, we have. Uh, you know, with our our radio network, our TV network, mm-hmm. we turn a lot of these things into digital shorts. We turn these into podcasts. You know, we have a um, every day, every every morning, we have a little brief window of a a quick ner- news blurb that we put together that takes a lot of this stuff from our mm-hmm. newscast in the morning and really condenses it. And it's you know, at South Dakota Public Broadcasting, we um, we we focus on news in a very different way. Uh, we focus on storytelling in a very different way, which I, I, you know, I'm fairly new to the organization. I just started back in March, but I've been a longtime fan of SDPB. And I think that mentality of 
telling things in a different way and focusing in on stories. And if you go to our website right now, sdpb.org, and look for, I think it's right on the homepage, this coming home grant that we we received with from the um, from CPB, uh, which is another acronym out there in the world of public <laughs> broadcasting. But we received this grant called the Coming Home Grant, and we were able to go out into the communities across the state, hold some focus groups, send some surveys, and really dig in more to what makes our state unique, mm-hmm. what people are looking for, what people are, are hoping to to hear. And one thing that was, I guess, not surprising, but kind of surprising that seemed to pop up a lot is that there was just a desire for people to hear more stories from their communities, Yeah, hear more of those things that are good, uh, the positive things, but even the negative things. But there's about this, this desire to like dig in mm-hmm. deeper to what is our story yeah and you know we i think we have worked really hard and doubled down on that we have a we're wrapping up our sound vision campaign which has allowed us to open a bunch of new studios we are literally touching every county in the state now because of that we have our radio and tv is accessible everywhere it's you know free you grab an antenna you plug it into your tv you can you can get all of this stuff but it's that same concept of we want to be you know, I'm not trying to quote The Little Mermaid, but we want to be where the people are. And uh, come on, you got to sing it though. Oh wait, no, that's a violation. We don't Never want. Mind. We don't. We don't want that. <laughs> right. Now, my daughter was here. It would be loud. But you would. That would be more fun. But you know, we want to be there. We want to be able to present what we think is important content. We want to mm-hmm. share news. We built up our news staff. We built up. Um, you know, we've changed a lot of things around as a result of COVID. Um, as around as just seeing what what where we need to be Mm -hmm. space we need to be in and it's a it's a great space it's unique and this kind of stuff that we're doing like i said there's these community listening sessions these community conversations that we're doing in conjunction with dakota life are just one piece about that that i'm i for one am very excited about because as you mentioned you have told so many stories about millbank but there's still a million more that Mm -hmm. you haven't and we as people are drawn to stories we we make them up in our head we you know there's a reason why movies are blockbusters why we buy books why we listen to people tell an engaging story you know someone has an experience and they can just make you feel like you're Mm -hmm. there these stories you know you don't get those unless you are looking for them unless you are having those conversations and so we have this opportunity and i say opportunity because it really is an opportunity to come into these feature communities like I said, like Millbank, which is why I'm here, uh, to to host these things and, and just hear about some of these things that make these places special uh, because we want to understand what why people have chosen mm-hmm. to live here their whole life, why they've come back, why they have uh, invested back in these communities. We want to know what makes people. Um, and Craig, I know you said yourself, you're not you're a you're a quote unquote transplant. Mm-hmm. Um from from not Millbank proper, uh, and you've gotten to see and you know you've been here since what you said two thousand eight. Yeah, I mean you've been here for just a little bit of time, mm-hmm. you know? and this has become home. Yeah, and so what 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 brought you here? What keeps you here? These are things that are are important. These are the some of the unique fabrics that tie into the tapestry mm-hmm. of these communities that we're in, and so I think that's that's just incredible that we have an easy access point. We might only connect with these nine communities this season, but we'll do it again next yeah. season, nine more. And eventually we're going to get 
all across the state and we don't have to just you know dig into those big population zones we get to come into these smaller communities and and just be with these people yeah. and hear what it what it's about and i honestly i felt kind of like i was back home for a hot second this morning when i was driving up and i was behind a tractor <laughs> on the highway i'm like oh i'm like yes that's good and bad i was like well yeah it wasn't the, the traffic wasn't bad so it was it was good but i was like oh i remember having to drive mm-hmm. that tractor on the highway oh memories <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a whole new experience moving from the the west coast where i was in oregon to mm-hmm. and i was in small town there so it's not like i moved from urban at all um but it's it's a similar but different mm-hmm. i mean a lot of it terrain wise it's different you know uh, industries are different but when you dig into the community side of it and the reasons people are there, that's kind of, it's kind of the same. And, and I do think that, I mean, the stories that keep people here, and it's wild. I've met a, a few people that um, they have kids that are, were born and raised here that are around the world. Mm-hmm. Some of them are extremely successful in the, the medical world. Um, some of them are revolutionary in the medical world. And that's crazy, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I meet this old couple and we start talking about, you know, what they were doing here and, and then it turns out their kids are, they live on a yacht now. They've retired from like some heart hospital and they just float about on a yacht. Hmm. That's something. I mean. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're into that, right, I guess. Yeah. That's, I mean. But, but I mean, but that's something <laughs> you don't really think about when you're in a small community, you think, oh, it's small community, people that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're relegated to the small community because they just don't, you know, they didn't quite have it. Well, that's not the case at all, you know, because you're going to get that in any community. Absolutely. But let's, and, and the other piece of it is everyone has a story to tell. Some of them may not be very compelling, mm-hmm. but there's still a story there. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's power in story. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and as you said, you know, like I know people who have been in Zoo Falls their whole life, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but I also know. Uh, as as well as there's a whole host of people that I didn't realize were in the Millbank area that I went you know went to school with I knew since high school that have come back or have been in college and opened up stores here and mm-hmm. you know there's this desire and now as I, I kind of mentioned earlier you know I have I have two young children I have two daughters um, but that desire to be in a f- more family focused environment or mm-hmm. a space where you have that I mean I was talking to you earlier Craig about our our house that we just moved into in December. Um, but w- I never thought we would one build a house, nor did I ever think we would live in like quote unquote suburbia. And my, my wife made a little <laughs> joke about it the other day. Uh, Cause I knew neighbors and they were watering their lawn and like they had planted grass mm-hmm. and it was growing. And I was like, wow, your lawn looks great. I never been able to grow grass like that. And he's like, Oh, it's coming in better than I thought. I was like, walk along. She goes, wow. <laughs> right. She goes, you, did you ever think you'd be a right, suburban dadding it, talking about grass with some passion? I'm like, wow, this is where I'm at in life. But right. it's a good place to be. Yeah. And I I love our neighborhood. I didn't love that I spent five minutes talking about grass in hindsight. But Come on, he has a good looking lawn. And, right. I'm, and I wanted him yes, to know. Yes. And I'm only a little jealous. It's mm-hmm. fine. Either here. <laughs> How often, did, I know I, I love it. And it's one of the things, one of the reasons that I, uh, I, I wanted to create and kind of morph the the Why Millbank, the interview show, the one we're on right now, uh, into a long-form conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I love listening to 
like overhearing good conversation. You know, it sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> it's like you're some voyeur, you know, listening in on a conversation. But that's what good storytelling is. Mm-hmm. It's it, it sucks you right in. And that's what people want. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say, too, this is, I, I don't know if this really directly relates, but you're talking about that community aspect. And I've just been here with you this morning and before we came on to do this podcast. And I've just seen like your family going in and out the door, walking up and down Main Street. Uh, and no no one's thinking twice. No one's yeah. thinking like, oh, is everyone going to be okay or safe or do I have to worry about them? It, it, that That is just such a beautiful picture that I'm already getting cast about mm-hmm. what is what it's like being a resident of Millbank because yeah. you know they're just going down the street, going to go to this store, this person's house mm-hmm. quick, and they'll pop back. And you know, like I said, we we don't necessarily have that to the same extent um in in sioux falls where i'm at uh not that it's a bad thing but it's like you know it's just streets are busier yeah um you know got a lot more traffic it's a it's a hub for a lot of other places so we just don't you just don't see it the same way uh and just to see that it's just it's just beautiful to see that freedom Mm -hmm. and that connection with the community as a whole and so i've i i noticed that earlier and i just thought um, when you mentioned the word community here specifically, I was thought that was just a beautiful picture of what that looks like. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons that we have, <clears throat> I mean, we've been here 13 years now, um, 13 and a half, something like that. That's, that, that's one of the reasons that keeps us here is the, that feel, the, the safety, the, the small town aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is within three and a half hours, we can't get anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And that changes the value of a community like Milbank, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it, we're not locked in unless we choose to be. You know, heck, right now I can drive to Watertown 45 minutes away and fly anywhere. Yep. And that, that's new. And that's phenomenal to be able to do that. Aberdeen's close. Fargo's close. Sioux Falls. Heck, a couple more hours down the road and it's Omaha. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we go to... We, we can take a day trip to the zoo down there. We have done that a couple times yeah. with, with our kids. But, um, you know, I just think, too, that we, I think we in the in South Dakota maybe, because I, I grew up here, um, and I, I joke that I, 18-year-old me would be so shocked I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like life kept happening and yeah. kept me here, and I'm so thankful. I'm, you know, 100% in, fully on board. I'm riding that South Dakota train, uh, which is good because I work for South Dakota Public Broadcasting. <laughs> if I wasn't, we'd maybe have to have a talk. Um, but... Right. You know, as we're we're hearing this, we 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 sometimes forget, and I forget until I go like visit family in other mm-hmm. places. That for us to drive two hours and get someplace like a hub, sometimes people in that city they live, it takes them an hour or two yeah, to get to, to do the same thing to do yeah. the same thing. But they're in, uh, you know, I have family who are in Aurora, Colorado, which mm-hmm. is you know, and I haven't been to see them in years, and so I know it's only gotten probably worse, but. Aurora, Denver, it all kind of bleeds together. You know, all these suburbs, mm-hmm. it's really just one conglomeration. But when we'd be there, it would take, it looked like it was not that far away on a map, you know, as they say, as the crow flies. But <laughs> it would take us hour and change to yeah. get from the airport to their house. Right. And it, ta- <laughs> it, it took me that long to drive from mm-hmm. our farm, like I said, near between Freeman and Bridgewater, to get to the airport in Sioux Falls and fly right. out, like to leave, as it took to <laughs> drive. <Right. laughs> yeah. And so I think... I know I I'm guilty of it too of forgetting that distance is mm-hmm. is it's in a lot of ways it's our mental oh yeah view of that because we have we do have 
wide open roads. You know, I came from Sioux Falls this morning, minus barring a little uh, road construction, which is tis the season, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got here in two hours. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating place to live. And I, I mean, I never thought I'd be here either. I I never thought I'd leave the West Coast. And at this point, um, I'm pretty glad that I'm not on the West Coast right now. Yeah. Just with the, you know, the, everything is. I mean, I don't think we'd be in business right now because I've got friends and family that are there and they've had struggles that we haven't had to have because we happen to live in South Dakota. And I think that's been a really big, a, a really big plus mm-hmm. for us is in, in Milbank specifically too. Um, it's been great. And we've had a great, our, our leadership in town has been awesome. They haven't been, um, you know, it's really, you make the right choice. You know, you, you guys can decide, which, you know, personally, that's the best solution in my mind. Mm-hmm. Make the right choice. Go for it. You guys get that power to do that. Awesome. Let's do it. Um, but before you have to go, how in the world did you get into the current field you're in? Well, is, is this what you went to, to extra school for? Or? Uh, no, no, it's, that is a... <laughs> That, that, good questions. Great questions. Um, they uh, So actually, I went to school and I did um, undergrad grad work at South Dakota State. And I worked in the field of higher ed for about 10 years. So I, I actually got my, my master's in student affairs administration and counseling. So I was doing that for a while. And then I left higher ed um, and kind of got into the nonprofit sector back in 2019. Um, and I just, you know, it kind of, one of the places I talked to back then was SDPB and just some of the timing things weren't quite working out. We had another baby due. And so just um, ended up working for um, downtown Sioux Falls for a while. And that was a huge blessing, just a great group of people that I'm still very connected with, but it opened my eyes to something very different. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it was a different type of nonprofit. It was focused on things in a different way. Uh, and I just discovered that I, I really loved something different because I, I still love higher ed. I still think very highly of all my friends in the field but um i had someone ask me like do you think you'd go back i'm like i, I don't think i'll go back <laughs> i just i enjoy <laughs> so much and it turns out like on hindsight i was also working part-time for another nonprofit that turned into a full-time thing in february of last year um which i was there for about a month and then you know <laughs> all of a sudden covid and i was just so thankful that i wasn't having to deal with higher ed mm-hmm. in that same way and the nonprofit i was working for was higher ed adjacent mm-hmm. um worked on mental health suicide prevention for young adults with a strong focus on college students but so i got to see a lot of that but i didn't have to be in that same space and i really my heart went out to all my colleagues in the in the realm there but um did i do broadcasting no i did not but do i had my where i kind of came to sdpb was this um this outreach experience i, I had done before through work in higher ed through downtown sea falls uh event planning uh, just creating experiential ideas and things like that. So I'm I'm very lucky that I landed in a position that um, really plays to my passions, uh, mm-hmm. plays to the things that I think I have strengths in. And also at a time when SDPB is really focused on creating more outreach, creating more engagement, uh, where a lot of places, as you mentioned, uh, across the country have really pulled back yeah. on that. In fact, there was a big, um, the PBS annual meeting uh, that was all still zoom zoomed out this year, which was great because I got to go, um, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I wouldn't have got to go otherwise. In your jammies, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but I got to, you know, I I wouldn't have been able to go. And apparently, yeah. our executive director for the network um, was talking about this 
double down on outreach. And I just got in a lot of ways lucky mm-hmm. that I, I was, it was the right timing. Uh, but we're, you know, where a lot of these other public broadcasting stations, just because of the nature of life the last year of having to pull back on their yeah. outreach, um, we're leaning in and trying to double down. And so that comes, like I said, comes right back around to this Dakota Life initiative, um, which it started there, but it's much bigger than that now. It's so much bigger than just that. But Dakota Life is our entry point. These are our featured mm-hmm. communities. This gives us a great space to connect there. And I'd love to claim that I came up with this idea, but I didn't. It was a collaborative effort by a lot of other people um, who had these ideas. And then I get to be one of the people who helped make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really excited about it, like I've said far too many times but you know building these connections about and learning about what makes our state special from the people in the state that's an experience you can't replicate Mm -hmm. in any any other way and so we can do it on zoom but it's this is going to be so awesome to be in the community we're looking to be here uh july 13th so we'll we'll be sending some stuff out um using putting some stuff in the in the the newspaper we're gonna do some social media pushes some emails other things like that but we're going to be here. We just want, like I said, we want to spend time getting to know the people in the community, hearing what makes this place special. And we'll have a social afterwards just to hang out, enjoy some time together. And it'll be, it'll be a good time. And we'll be right here. Right here. At VPD Studio. That's right. Right on Main Street. Um, the, the building with the beard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, uh, what, you know, the last year has been unique, year and a half almost now. Um, what good has come out of that? From your perspective, uh, you know, I I say this often that I know COVID has been just this. It's been hard. It's been difficult. We've lost a lot, um, and I don't mean to downplay that. I know how serious this has been for mm-hmm. so many people. Um, and as you know, you, you the loss of one life is something to be sad about. The loss of many <laughs> is more so. However. I do think there's been so many good things that have come out of this. I think we've we've learned, um, you know, being in the realm I was prior to this and with mental health, we're having conversations about mental health. People are, we had a shared experience that we all understood what it was like for even a small window of time to be locked down and, and be in isolation. Um, and some people deal with that daily. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we have conversations. People are more aware of these things. Um, moments like this, you know, might not have happened. Uh, mm-hmm. We've realized that how much people need other people. Yeah. Uh, one of the these guys I knew, um, real introvert, didn't think it would be a big deal for him to be working at home. All of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, I need those moments where I people walk by me to go to the water cooler, and I can just be around people, even if I'm not talking with them." Um, so realizing the need and mm-hmm. depth of of human connection. Uh, I think we're all longing for it. I think this summer we're really <laughs> we're really going to see it with things. Oh yeah. Um, but also even the working from home aspect. You know, I I have, I'm very like I said lucky to be in the place I'm at with SDPB. But even more so, um, two or three days a week I get to I work from home, which has been great because I have like I said young kids who aren't in school yet, and just being able to be around to have like yeah. a full lunch hour with them, mm-hmm. um, has been just a blessing I can't even begin to describe. So like. The ability for people to work from home and still do their jobs well and then still be in the office too like that's a place i don't know that we would have got to right um until we had to and there's just been so many innovations that we've seen across the state the region the country the world that have come as a direct result of this of this like forced response and so i think we'll see more good things come uh, out of this especially as we're moving past the uh you know the covid 
COVID times, it'll be a, I'm hoping it'll just be a, a footnote in our history books that we can <laughs> move past, but it's, it's going to change. It's changed everyone. There's no normal yeah. anymore. Oh, I put air quotes around normal. I forget we're not. This is a podcast, Nathan. So you got to really do, do it, yeah, it re- a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if I air quote hard enough, right. it'll come through the mic. But <laughs> yeah, what was normal before, we are, yeah. we're not getting back to it. Um, so it'll it'll shape us for the future. But I, I think if we're, we all have the same type of mindset, not the same mindset, mm-hmm. but just this movement of forward, I think we're going to just see some really great things on the horizon. Nathan Hofer, SDPB, is there... Um, any place people can find you, follow you? Do you uh, want to be followed on the social medias? Are you that oh, person, well, or I'm not a I'm not <laughs> I'm not interesting enough to be followed oh, well. on social media. Uh, you know, my <laughs> wife yeah, kind of like live streams our life sometimes uh, through her Instagram stories, and that's much more fun to watch. Um, but if you ever want to, if people want to connect, that um, they can find me at the uh, on sdpb.org. Okay. You can write my email address there, but it's just Nathan n-a-t-h-a-n dot h-o-f-e-r at s-d-p-b dot org so people can reach me happy to talk to them about anything you know outreach is in the title mm-hmm. and uh that can look like a big event like what we're going to do here or it can look like uh, a cup of coffee with someone or a phone call just because awesome. we it's about it's about relationships mm-hmm. well i uh i'm glad that we connected me thanks too for, thanks for reaching out it's been cool and I, we're working on the same road so yeah I, I said it's a i I liked what you said about like it felt like we, I was talking to to myself, but with a better beard. Um, it was uh, it was it was good. I've I've appreciated it, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to be in your space to do our our, our listening session. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be cool. J- July 13, right here, 307 South Main Street in Melbank. Come here and be heard. Absolutely, that is the goal. Nailed it. Bam. Where's my bell? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming in, and we'll see you in a month. Awesome. This is the Interview Podcast. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to this. If you have any questions or comments, whymelbank at gmail.com is our email address. Whymelbank.com is our website. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Bye.